Good morning. You're listening to Real Life Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. Thank you for joining us today. We are so grateful that you are here and you're listening to Real Life Real People Radio. You know, a lot of people are struggling right now and maybe our attitudes aren't what they could be. I know Tanya that there are days when I just don't feel like giving thanks. There are days when I wake up and I'm like, oh, just I don't feel good or there's just a lot I have to do or I feel overwhelmed. Do you have days like that? Some days. Um, my life is better than it used to be. I, I don't get up every morning dreading the day. And I think a lot of that has to do with my walk with God. It does. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is how we can have a grateful heart, even when we don't feel like giving thanks. I have a friend who starts her day every morning by saying a little prayer. She'll get up and she'll just say, thank you, Lord, for another day to be alive. Thank you for what you're going to do in my life. Help me to make the choice to serve you faithfully and have a positive attitude. And so I want to tell you, when we add God to whatever it is that we're facing, we can be grateful. We certainly can. Not only does it change your perspective, but it gets you out of that slump maybe you found yourself in. You don't have to be grateful for a lot of things. It's all in the simple things. Mm -hmm. And quit focusing on the negative. My sister the other day, we were talking in the car. She had come to visit, and we were just talking about some things, some memories and just some things for the, from the past. And I asked her about something that maybe wasn't so positive that had happened in her life. She said, Jill, I don't even remember that. She said, I don't focus on negative things. I take them totally out of my memory, so I don't really remember. She said, I only remember the positive. That's where I put my memories. I store positive memories. And Tanya, I thought about that, and I realized that that's part of how we can stay positive, is focusing on our gratitude, what we're grateful for, and that does start with the relationship with Christ. It does, because all things flow from God. We love because of God. We can be grateful because of God, even when our circumstances may not seem ideal. And when we are grateful and we have a positive attitude, mental health is better, physical health is better, and our spiritual health is better. In fact, we can get all those benefits of spiritual, mental, and physical health when we practice gratitude. We certainly can. And one thing that I always remember from even a little girl, it takes fewer muscles to smile than it does to frown. So when you just put a little bit of effort, a smile can go a long way for somebody. And it might just be that one grateful thing that that person mm -hmm. sees for the day. Oh, I love that. So it takes really less effort to smile than yes. it does to have that scowl on your face. So keep that in mind. And we can have joy even when we meet various trials. There's still joy and there's still reason to celebrate. Let me give you an example. There's a scripture in James. And it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. So there's joy to be found even in the trials of life, even in the storms. So we're going to talk about that. There is a quote by 
Pastor Rick Warren that I'd like to share. Joy is settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything's going to be okay and determined choice to praise God in every situation. There's a lot of joy in that because we can grow from that and it blends very well with the scripture that you shared. We can be content and grateful even in the worst of circumstances because of God. And I love that quote and I like what stood out to me as he said we have a choice. We choose joy. We choose it and God's going to be there and, and help us. So that's what we're going to talk about today is how we can choose to be grateful. So sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus and he will bring the Bible to life for you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today and even though we may not have a smile on our face, we know that we can and we can choose you each and every day. When we choose you, we get the opportunity to have that joy and that peace that only you can provide. So Lord, infuse us today with who you are. Help us to remember that we belong to you. And when we surrender to you, we can have joy regardless of our situation, that we can truly be grateful in whatever circumstance we find ourselves today. Let us find and choose joy. Choose you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So why be grateful? Well, we discussed a little bit ago that it gives us more positivity in our life. It improves our health. It also helps us deal with adversity and can help us build stronger relationships. So some practical ways to gratitude, Tanya. First of all, just giving thanks in all situations. And I think what helps me is counting my blessings. And I used to do a gratitude journal um, that I would every day write something that I was grateful for. And I found that when I did this, I did have more of a positive outlook and attitude and a, and a grateful heart. Have you kept a journal before like that where you actually list the things that you're grateful for? I know my dad does that right now and he said it helps him a lot. Neat. Um, I do, and I journal differently. A lot of times mine are based upon scriptures, but it's those scriptures yes. that help me remember the positives and to stay focused because God has so much in store for us. Well, in the scriptures, I know there's some scriptures that start with giving thanks. Indeed, and this actually is the very same. It's a very common theme from the Old Testament. And it's Psalm 106, verse 1, 107, verse 1. 118 verse 1 and 136 verse 1 and they all start this way and read the same praise the Lord give thanks to the Lord for he is good his love endures forever mm, beautiful so they all start with that yes yes Let's read that one more time praise the Lord give thanks to the Lord for he is good his love endures forever you and I have said this, and I have another longtime friend. God is good all the time, all the time. God mm -hmm. is good. Folks, that should put a little smile in your step and Amen. gratefulness in your heart. 
Because he is good. He is good. And he wants you to make the choice to draw closer to him. And so another practical way is by prayer. Pray for a grateful heart and for a closer connection with God. Because there are going to be things that come your way. Even today as you're listening, you might be dealing with something or something might happen later in the day. Go to God in prayer and pray. David did that. He's the writer of a lot of these psalms. He prayed constantly. And as he was praying and worshiping and giving thanks to God, he had that closer connection and a grateful heart. He really did. And there's um, a couple of prayers within First Chronicles out of the Old Testament in chapter 16. And I want to read just a couple of verses beginning at verse 8. Give praise to the Lord, proclaim His name, make known among the nations what He has done. Sing to Him, sing praise to Him, and tell of His wonderful acts. Glory in His name, and let the hearts of those who seek Him, the Lord rejoice. And it just goes on into a longer prayer mm -hmm. that is really powerful when you're in a yuck spot, things are not going well, maybe your world has turned upside down today. Come to the scriptures. Find those reassuring places. It allows you to remember while we're grateful, mm -hmm. even during the trials. And in that prayer that you read, it talked about testify or tell of the great things that God has done in your life. And so that's another practical way. Remember what God has done in your life, the answered prayers from the past or the present, and tell others. Tell others how good God is all the time. People need to hear that. And you never know who would draw closer to God in hearing your story, hearing what you say about your experiences. And how you use those challenges to focus on God all the more. I know that that is where I have grown in my faith. I remember the things that He's done in the past and mm -hmm. what is yet still to come. And those are things to cling to. But I think sometimes too, we lose kind of our sense of gratitude can lead to greater spiritual awareness that we have something missing. Mm -hmm. I agree. And so it's very important to continually praise God. I know you read some scriptures about praising God and remembering how much that He loves you. Thank Him for His love. And thank God for those He put in your life to love. Your family, your friends, those who you work with, those that are in your church and around you. You know, tell them you love them. Tell God you love Him. Talk about the love that you have and show Him. Show God how much you love Him by spending that time and, and having that gratitude. Jill, you and I have been friends for several years, and I am most grateful for the friendship we have. We have a lot of opportunity to grow with one another. We have prayed for one another during some hard times. We, we reflect to those prayers He's answered and those still yet to come. And I know because of my friendship with you, I have grown because you helped me see a path with Christ that I was not seeing as clear as I could on my own. So Aww. thank you. Well, thank you. And I want to tell you that I'm so grateful for your friendship and your prayers and the fact that you care. And you always show me by the way you live that you're putting God first and you're trying to focus in on faith and you're trusting God even in the hard times. And so that's what I want to talk about right now, trusting God. 
It is so important, folks, that you put your trust in God. And when we say trust God, that's a big word, trust God. And it's easier to trust the world or trust what someone else says at times. But even if things don't go the way we had hoped they were going to go, who are we going to trust? Let me tell you a story from Daniel where there's three people, three Jewish exiles who knew God would be faithful and who knew that their God would save them. But they had to trust him. They had to refuse to worship the king Nebuchadnezzar and his golden image. You see, the king had an image made of gold. The height was 60 cubits by 6 cubits. And the king commanded that all people, all nations, and all languages, that when you hear the sound of a trumpet, that you would fall down and worship this golden image. Can you imagine that? No, not at all. And... Uh, it was a decree that all should do that. And if they didn't, whoever did not would have to be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And of course, there they would meet their death. But there were three Jewish exiles, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they were brought before the king because they would not fall down and worship the king. They believed that their God was going to be faithful to them no matter what and they sought him and his strength continually and they refused to fall down and worship the king so of course the king was filled with fury and the expression of his face was changed you know how you talked about it's easier to smile than frown well he had this look on his face against these men he ordered them into the furnace and that the furnace would be heated seven times more than it was usually heated and so they bound up these men and put them in the fiery furnace because the king's order was urgent and the furnace was overheated. The flame of the fire of those men were thought to kill Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But let me tell you what happened. They said, but if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship any golden image that you set up. So they made a choice to trust God, even in the fiery furnace, even knowing that they would be thrown into that furnace. So they were all three thrown in there. And then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. And he said, did we not cast three men bound into the fire? And they answered and said to the king, true, O king. And he answered and said, but I see four men unbound, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. So, Tanya, what did God do? He delivered. He did. From the fiery furnace. They had faith, and all came through for God's goodness. And they trusted him even if. And what happened is Nebuchadnezzar saw that their God redeemed them and delivered them. And he said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants and trusted in him and set aside the king's command and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses laid in ruins 
for there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. And then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar starts worshiping and praising their God. See what a difference one simple thing can make. Your demonstration of faith, your demonstration of telling what has, you have gone through, what trial you've experienced, and how God delivered you from that. I can't help but think of Joseph and how his brothers tried to put him in a pit and they just tried to kill him and do all these things and he still ended up in high rank every time because God had something greater for him and he ended up being able to save his family. I love that story from Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminds us that when you continue to do the right thing, even though you go through things, God is going to see you through. God is going to show you how to trust him more by the experiences you have. That trial that you're going through right now, showing a grateful heart, will show to God that you trust him. And he will continue to honor you, even if it's not immediate, but in time. Having that even if heart, that even if faith, even if you are in a fiery furnace, God is faithful. Today I read a scripture about God is faithful. And not all have faith, but the Lord is faithful. Keep that faith. Let your faith take you to new places. And the more faithful you are to God, the more you're going to experience gratitude and that emotion of really being positive, being thankful, being appreciative, and knowing that your God can do anything. Our God is the God of the impossible. Indeed. You know, we live in a world that it's easier to walk around and criticize and be frustrated and air your feelings on your sleeve. Think how much easier it would be to go about with a smile on your face, being grateful. Instead of dreading going to the job you're going to, you're grateful that you have a job to to go to. I know I am. Um, I'm excited that I get to look outside my window and I get to see the birds and the trees and the grass and it all grow and all those things. Instead of complaining, give a little thanks. Give a little gratitude back. It's easier to count our blessings than our losses. And I love what your sister said earlier when you were commenting that she doesn't remember the things that aren't positive. And her in her memory bank are the positive things. Wow. Yes, I That's know. It's inspiring. It really is, and I had to think about it because I don't think I'm that way. It seems like I tend to focus and remember some of the negative instead of the positive, and I want to remove all those negative memories and just focus on the positive. So we're going to thank God and trust Him. The, the other thing is praise God and worship Him, even in the storms of life. Jill, there's a scripture. It comes from Psalm chapter 148. It's the first five verses. But you talk about we praise and we worship. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights above. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him in His heavenly host. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens your waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for at his command they were created. 
Praise the Lord, Jill. Yes, think about how many times praise was in that scripture. I love it. We should start every day with that type of praise. We should. I think it would make all of our days go better. Just like my friend who I talked about, Olga, who starts her days with praise and thanksgiving. And if we could just do that no matter what we're to face that day, I think the day would start out better. It, it would really be would. better. It really would. You know, it is easier to worship God than to worry about what's going on around us. That's true. They both start with W, they W O, but worship is better than worry. Yes. I'm going to remember that because I tend to worry and not worship when I should be worshiping. And really, lately, I've been kind of focusing after preparing for this show and reading these scriptures and these, these accounts in the Bible, I've been focusing more on the worship and not the worry. It's true, folks. The more you read these words in the Bible, these accounts, these real accounts that happen, it's going to encourage you on your walk with the Lord. Absolutely, it will. And it is easy just to get up and think about all the things and, and be concerned, right. even if you're not carrying it to a full worry state. But really, God's got it. We just have to trust. He does. So let me tell you one account that will encourage you. Paul and Silas were put in prison. That's not the encouraging part, but let me keep going. <laughs> they were put in prison for disturbing the city, for healing, for teaching, for advocating customs that were not lawful for Romans to practice. And Tanya, they were beaten and they were thrown into prison because the leaders were upset that they were stirring up the people in the city, they were talking about Jesus. They were worshiping. They were praying. They didn't like that. So they put them in prison. They seized them, bound them up, put them into prison. Do you know they could have been worried? They could have been stressed out. They could have been depressed, lonely, angry, all those emotions. But instead, do you know what they did? About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. So Tanya, they were praising, even in prison. And as they were doing that, suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all the doors were open, and everyone's bonds were unfastened. And then the jail woke up and saw that the prison doors were open and Tanya he drew his sword and he was about to kill himself because wow. he thought oh my gosh the prisoners had escaped I'm going to be killed I might as well do it myself but Paul seeing this cried out with a loud voice do not harm yourself for we are all here and the jailer called for the lights to be turned on and rushed in and trembling with fear he fell down before Paul and Silas and he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And listen to what Paul said. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Picture this. That. Picture this scene. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all who were in his house. And he took them in the same hour of the night and washed their wounds and this man, this jailer, was baptized, he and his family, all at once. And they were rejoicing because they believed in God. I'm so glad you shared that story. As many times as I've heard it, there was a very 
ungrateful time I had some years back. And I remember reading that story and what assurances it provided because suddenly things did change. And sometimes you have to be in the worst spot you can be in to see God's goodness and that He is the only way out for you to know that God is really working on things that you can't even imagine. Even the small things that seem so, maybe maybe you think they're too insignificant for God, they're not because they're important to you. But in the worst times of your life, Scripture can truly come to life in a way mm-hmm. and save you from that particular moment. Yeah, notice the darkness that was there in that prison. It was even dark. They couldn't see. And notice how the the guard said, turn on the lights. He turned on the lights so that he could see. And he realized that there was something there. He wanted salvation. He wanted what Paul and Silas had and who that they were worshiping. So God released them. They were free. And one man was saved. So listen, listeners, people watch how you respond to your battles. Will you have a thankful heart even if you're in prison, even if you're in that fiery furnace? If you choose to do that, He will give you that freedom that is yours in Christ. So let go and let God fight your battles. Indeed. And the more grateful you find yourself, the more joy and peace you're going to experience. It is really about letting God guide your path, surrendering what you hold true, that plan you've got. When you give that plan to God and let God work it out, God can do so much more. He really can. And Galatians 5 verse 1, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. It's our choice to be set free. We don't have to live in the chains. We don't have to live in our worry. We don't have to live in our depression. We don't have to live in the negativity, even though it surrounds us. Or just our current circumstances. We can choose joy. We can choose Jesus. In Colossians 2, verses 6 through 7, Tanya, being alive in Christ. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. So find yourself grateful today. Jill, will you lead us in prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that we can choose you. And when we do, we can have a grateful heart. But help us, Lord, to trust you more, to be thankful, to praise you and worship you no matter what we're going through because you will always be there. You will never leave us. You never left Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego in that fiery furnace. And you never left Paul and Silas in prison. And just the same way, you will never leave us no matter what we're going through. So Lord, thank you. We love you. We trust you. We do have a grateful heart. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. You can hear us every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. 
If you would like to listen to previous episodes, please go to realliferealpeopleradio.podbean.com. And just remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyright 2022, all rights reserved. Simple.